You're listening to WEHC 90.7. This is Art Speaks, a production of the William King Museum of Art. I'm your host, Charlotte Torrance. We're here today talking with the local artist, Jason Flack. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here. So to start us off, the um, Emmett Till image discussion, right? That's been, and that was in in the 50s, mm-hmm. if I'm not incorrect. Mm-hmm. And there's um, there was an artist, I think a couple of years ago, and I wish I could remember her name um, off the bat, who created an installation using images of, of Emmett Till, um, who was lynched and then who's, if, if people aren't familiar with the, the story, um, his mother purposely had an open casket funeral because she wanted people to see what happened. And it became very publicized and like the just the graphic nature of those mm. images um, were like eventually actually very important in the civil rights movement. Um, because they really put what was kind of hidden, like forced people to engage with um, mm-hmm. something really, really evil um, that's otherwise hidden. Uh, but then this more contemporary artist was using those images in an installation, and it was very, very controversial. Um, and a big aspect of that was because, um, if I'm not mistaken, she was a white woman. Um, so they're saying that's exploitative in that use because this is something outside of your experiences that you're highlighting and that to be like to be an art critic is like well also you're using the images in the same way they were used originally mm-hmm. so yeah I, I ran into those same things like because all my life it depended on what room I was I was the blackest thing so my experience or the whitest thing because I grew up around black people so you imagine what I look like around all dark people it's pretty evident what I am it's I stick out and, and as a severe uh, introvert, I, I didn't want that. So when I drove up to the basket to lay up, have a layup in basketball, I got hit harder, considered weaker having white in me. You get what I mean? You're, you, I got the girls. I got the girls' attention. I had good hair. You, you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't, I couldn't be possibly as tough as a purebred, right? I couldn't possibly be as uh, in tune with who you – but society will say, say that's a, that's, he's black. I've had people say, you look like Lil Wayne. I go, have you seen Lil Wayne? You see what I'm saying? But that, that's what you see of me. That's not what I see of me. And then I've been in white rooms where, I mean, my, my mountains, the is East Tennessee, real East Tennessee, and that's in my blood. And I I feel like the blackest, and not just skin, but like culture, like, I'm like I don't relate to any of these folks. It's just, that's all, there's always been, that's why I always say, I want, like, John City, I feel you, because I, I have those issues too. I don't know what I am and what I want to be, but I know I want to be something, right? And let's not forget to circle back on Emmett Till. Emmett Till was not only lynched, but he was wrapped in barbed wire and put through a cotton gin fan that pulled that wire around him. And then they couldn't get him out of the cotton gin, the barbed wire from the cotton gin, so they went ahead and threw that fan with him down in a creek. So it served as a as an anchor. So his body was no, not only, it was like wrapping a balloon or like a uh, probably a potato with with razor blades and then thrown in water, and it, that's what you saw the images what his mom and and what a what a uh, a brave thing to do to show the just the gore and disrespect of a of a child that came from another place and had family in the south and was later found out the the lady that said cuz back then it was a big deal don't don't you wink or look or cat call anyone that's what that lady said that that man over there that's what was was reported said that man whistled at me that man was a was a 12 year old he was a 12 or 14 either yeah, I think either he was 14. one yeah. yeah so 
that man over there whistled at me, and they they treated him like a man. They treated him like a uh, like a uh, uh, a horrible evil would treat a man, which was a which a boy about my son's age. I think that there's something about that, which I don't know. Maybe I'm just pointing out the obvious, but where there's a lot of criticism. So what you faced is controversy for showing um, or creating lynching images. Whereas, do you feel like that that's kind of like something is being directed at you, whereas you're trying to point out the evil that's not in you, but is that in, in the action? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't think people have a problem with me. Well, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think that it's... I'm going I'm to get real with you. I think that some people people of color are so right now are so used to white people telling them about their history that they that way they don't have to learn not everybody black and brown knows their history matter of fact i would argue that we probably know about it less than someone else does it was hidden from us too i was lucky to have the the parents that i have and also the great grandparents that i have these are people that had could reach over and talk to ex-slaves in their lifetime. So I, I was blessed to have that. So not not everybody has that, and especially not everybody of color um, in America. So I think when I come on the scene and I'm daring, and I don't consider myself daring, I want to be more daring. It's just art. Like To me, I'm like, just like go away if you don't want to see it or, or lean in and I'll tell you about it or find out for yourself. I'd argue just do that. Find out more about for you know from yourself. Find out about Emmett Till. But for me... I think when I come on the scene, I think I still, to some, I come out of nowhere. And I don't, I get love. I'm not sitting here, like, I don't want to sit here and act like I'm, like, a sob story. Like, I get in those places, and it's for a reason. I like to think it's a good reason. But it doesn't mean that that, that people don't feel. But that's that's the definition of art. Like, you're supposed to feel a way about it. You, you either love it or you don't love it or you just don't have really a thought. But that's that's up to you. I've already painted. That was up to me. I wanted to show in a in, in the last couple of years, including this year we're living now, in a very high-tense, racially-focused world we live in now, and, and insert other things above or below or right at the, that topic, I wanted to show that I wanted to get a reaction, but I also wanted to put it in color. I also wanted to test myself. It was all kinds of other things. So it wasn't like I did this work to to only get in a reaction and then not know how to deal with it. No, I again, I have all these these thoughts were in my head I'll go back to what we talked about off air before. I'm sitting in church and I'm, I, I grew up going to all black church, right? And I'm in an all black church and there's nothing more live, uh, lively than a black choir, black church singing. Like you want to feel, even if you don't have any feelings to a high power, but if you want to go feel like what your soul feels like when it vibrates, go to church at a black church that can sing. Oh my gosh. Right. And I'm enjoying this and whatever. And I'm trying not to stand out. I hope that nobody calls on me. And I look and there's Jesus up in the corner in a, in a lovely little soft painting. And he's he's looks like he's about to uh, baptize somebody. But he is white as snow in this black church. That's OK, because Jesus could be whatever color. If, he's, if that's a real man, he could be whatever color. You look at where he's from, you realize probably what he looked like. But what I'm saying is that plays with you in all your life. You're, you're asked what you are. What are the, what are your children made of? What do you mean they're made of? They're human. That's what my mom would reply, right? They're human. And you ask them if your dad's real. If, is, is that really your mother? But that stuff plays when you, when you don't. And I don't, I'm not big on like, I related to Luke Skywalker, not because he looked like me. You know I related to Luke Skywalker? Not because I shot lasers. I don't have any lasers. Because he's a twin. That's another thing I'm concerned about too. We have to see people that look like us to identify with them. 
I'm deeper than that. I related because he, he had no idea he had a twin. I did. I was like, I couldn't imagine me without my twin. Now, now I'm in that life. Now I, I have to imagine, right? I didn't have to have my dad played a song, and it. I remember being in the back of the car, and it. I was only. I was little. It wasn't like I was stoned, but I remember that song did something to me, and I remember feeling like I was in an aquarium, just driving my dad's Supra, and it was steered up by the whalers. And that that's what if water can make a song if if water could write a song that's what it would sound like that if the ocean could write a song it would sound like that i love that song i'm gonna play that when i leave here my but, dad used to play that song too oh my <laughs> gosh it i, I mean i yeah. just i love it the harm the bunny and peter harmonizing bob's almost like boyish singing you got the barrett brothers with, with their percussions and and uh i think uh carlton was cushion percussion and ashton was Bass, I got that maybe switched up. But anyway, it was just so pure, so reggae. It's the it's the reggae, right? At the prime, it's like 73, 74, so it's like golden age now. But that did something to me, and I found out who that was. It was a little ropey-haired guy that looked like me singing that song. I do remember what that felt like. So I get when these you, you younger people talk about like needing represent. I get it because I, I saw Lenny Kravitz. Another person my dad was in love with. He loved his music. He's the he's the byproduct of a ra- of an interracial relationship. That was my mother and my father. All these cool dudes with these cool hairstyles and cool voices and whatever. And I was like, you know, this is this is pretty cool. But that was when I was little. I was exposed to all this stuff. I didn't have much representation, but I thought always that always stuck in my mind, especially uh, Bob Marley because he was he and I are the same age. He passed away at thirty six. I'm thirty six. I think about stuff like that very in tune with death not not um i don't worship death but i'm just saying i'm very aware when i wake up like let's let's try to do some stuff today fill it up you get your your birth year and your death year and then a dash in between it's like a little tiny minus sign and that's all it sums up to when you stare at your sister's grave that's what something here she here she is this dash in the middle and that dash serves as all your life so i'm sitting here like let's just swing for it let's just swing I'm not the greatest painter and I'm not the greatest speaker, but I can do something where maybe like after me, somebody could say, well, that dude, I heard that dude babbling and trying to make some positive noise for art. I I said in the paper one time, I want to paint so loud you can't ignore me. I still mean that. It's just paint what I know and and try to try to be more daring like like we started off talking about. Just in case, just in case this earth spins a couple more times and there's the youngins under me. Or even even people that haven't just uh, come out yet publicly, they, they can go, well, I don't know about what he's saying there, but at least he was trying for, in particular, Johnson City, but he, he's at least trying. It's for art. Agree with me on anything else, disagree with anything else. One thing you can't agree, it's, it is for art. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I don't have, no, I don't make a living doing it, but I, I make some really cool stuff and, I, and, I, and, and the time to do these interviews, to do these um Speaking obligations and uh, and I wouldn't even say obligations. It has such a bad tone, I guess. But opportunities, really. Again, I I I didn't want to ever talk. I never wanted to get on stage. I had opportunities to speak. And I remember one time in uh, I was <laughs> in class. I was supposed to do a presentation. This is how deathly scared of public speaking, right? I timed. I I matched the pattern. The the teacher was picking her students. She would pick like two in the first row or whatever. And I timed it, and guess where I was? When it was time, I was in the bathroom. 
in class. I said, I refused. I, but what, the part that I excelled in, which which if I had to do it all over, which is such a m- minor thing, I was really good at the drawing portion of a presentation. So I would always nail that, you know, like felt like a superpower. That's where I always felt, you know, drawing in, in elementary school, and even up, on up to high school, like uh, the cute, cuter girl in class or the cool guy in class would always like, Jason, can you draw George Washington for me? Yeah, nail that. How'd you draw that so fast? Based off memory, you know. I'm sure if I if somebody has that art now and they, they still have their school stuff, it probably was hot garbage. But still, it was it was cool. It made me feel special because I was never, like, the best athlete. I was pretty good at basketball. Still am, I, I like to think. But I don't know. I just wanted something to excel in and, and, um, and, and something. It, it started as elementary and as silly as saying I just wanted something positive to do because I was, I was watching so much negativity go on around me um and and I, I started seeing that there was gaps in how art was being treated or or not treated where I'm from and I just thought like I don't want to I don't want to be known when I'm dead I won't I don't know if I'm going to be a ghost that can like hover around and hear all this stuff when it's all over you know what I mean like I don't if I am that'd be kind of cool like I've already died so I can hear you talk about me but I want I want my family to see like He's trying for you too. He's 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 trying for Jessica. He's trying. He's and Johnson City and and Emory and Abingdon and Bristol and and even Elizabeth and Jonesboro, wherever Kingsport. I'm trying for you as well. It's it has nothing to do with trying to get some kind of weird. Uh, my my sisters. I I have two little sisters. Like I traded one for two, right? And uh, they tell my father that they think their brother is famous. Now, they're young, so they don't know. They don't understand. Their brother would say fame is an examination. Fame, fame is peeling back your layers. People will uh, try to see what you're made out of. No joke almost every day, especially when you come out from nowhere. They, they, I, I can't answer those questions like, what, what was your professor's name? Blah, blah, blah. And they, I'm like pointing at myself. People, I've seen people react to my work next to learned artists, right? And they remember mine. Boy, oh boy, well, you, your layers will be peeled back when you're next. When you're when you're in galleries, of uh, you're, you're in acclaimed galleries, or whether they're in a university or outside, and you have to answer those questions. And, and I wasn't used to that. And then my, I think of my sisters and how cute that is to think they think that they see me in papers and they see me and they'll probably listen to this. They they like they go to school and they go, my brother's a famous artist. Now I take it face value. I think that's the coolest thing, right? So like, how in the world can I? Th- care or think of what someone standing as a stagnant pillar crit- critiquing or wondering why about what I'm doing when I've got my little sisters that think that I'm famous for, for doing something that means for, again put me back in straight and narrow that's another thing that goes you're doing something that's little but it's, it's personal to me you're doing something like how cool is that yeah I, I right? sometimes say um, one of the advantages of art school, and I didn't go to art school either. I studied art history, um, but something that people benefit from art school, um, besides learning color theory, there's some other parts mm-hmm. to it. Sure. And one thing I say um, is that you learn um, how to show up in your classroom at 8 a.m. and have other students spend three hours critiquing your work. Yeah. And you just have to smile and nod right maybe you finish the work at 1 a.m and you had to go back at there at 8 a.m to have them just tear it down and do that over and over again but i was just thinking about that because the way you you describe it it's kind of like you've had that 
form of education in the same way. Yeah. Um, just by coming in without being coming in as like a folk artist, mm -hmm. so to speak, you still continue to face the same critique and perhaps even like a more um, adore a different set of like critical analysis that you have to. Right work with constantly right yeah. it was just delayed for me yeah That's the, you <laughs> exactly. get what I'm saying like it yeah. wasn't it that was the only thing it was for me it was just delayed only I didn't bypass it or anything like that it's just a different time in my life it's to get to here it's almost into my 40s where people are going like who is your professor you know where did you mm -hmm. get this from How, what's the, what's your why what's your choice of color why did you and I'm like dude it looked good and it was it was the yellow that I had or you know like no thinking like I, I won't lie to you you know but I, I started like reading about semiotics and all that stuff and advertise it like I because I, I don't know if it's the right thing. I've, I have another artist friend in John said he's like, stop reading that art garbage. And he's an artist. He said, stop reading all that goofy stuff. Do it. You know, and I take I take advice from from him and I but also do things my way, too. You know what I mean? But I appreciate him saying that uh, his name's Cosmo. He's a good dude. But he, I appreciate him saying that. That's you. And he's a fantastic artist. So when somebody again is is walking and talking it, you can trust that. Like, but you also have to do things, figure it out on your own. I, again, a lot of my life, even up to this point, and probably it'll never stop, uh, regardless of the encouragement of my father, and my mother, both say about making up for lost time. I, I still, I still feel that I'm I'm trying to get the right amount of attention to show how the effort, like. I didn't get critiqued in a classroom, but I surely was doing it for 10 years on my own. So in a solo classroom, I, I, when I say I was creating like a, like a mad scientist, that's, it's true. That's why I was able to do. And, and still to this day, it's, it's not as rapid. Of course you get older and more responsibilities and things, but back then I was single back then. There was no, the, the only responsibility I had was me and a little dog and making sure my plants were watered, you know? So the rest of that time was, just let's see what we can come up with, you know, and, and that's that's part of sort of my passion now is to also, first of all, generate s some some positive interest. Hopefully it develops into like monetary interest from the public. Let them know we're here. Public can't care about your art if they don't know we're here. And they couldn't care about it when we only had one festival a year. But now there's plenty of stuff going on. And when there's not plenty of stuff, I've got plenty of stuff going on. So I try to make that public. I try, and I appreciate Brian. I appreciate Richard, Marcy. Everybody always like tosses the ball, not keep, not like trying to keep and harbor information. Everybody I've learned, especially the artists that are more public, because that's the only difference. There's art. There's artists that are that are just just sometimes a little more public. All of us go like, hey, what about so and so? Did you hear that? You know, I love that. I was afraid that if if and when it wasn't really just if it was when art became a thing that there's going to be just like grade school or something. There's going to be like these groups that, that, you know, that become these like weird, uh, defined jocks and geeks and preps or, you know, like of the artists. And, and I don't see that. I think, I think groups are healthy in some ways, not, not where there's like a weird, uh, hateful alignment. But I, I think if you know people, you just know people and you gravitate to them. I don't, but as far as, uh, collecting each other, I think it's, it's well balanced and it's, it's really nothing but positive. I mean, you just mentioned like Brian, Brian at the Holler House, like I'm there too. And you mentioned Bristol Bloom, I will be there too. It's like all these things kind of in my life just overlap and definitely touch each other in the web. It's so cool. But another goal too is I get inspired about 
uh, the uh, being tested, you know, where I'm from, like being checked. I appreciate the attention. If it got your attention, you ask me like, why am I doing this? And comments like, why are you always painting us in peril? And do you have any other things you talk about? And you know, blah blah blah. And I, I go, it's a shame. It's a shame that somebody would ask me that and not know. Maybe they really want to know, but most of the time it's because it it provokes some type of uh, emotion, some type of feeling when I do the daring work. And I'm I'm going to try to work with Ren Allen, another uh, artist and painter, body painter in Johnson City and try to curate a show that's going to be an erotic show. Now, I know for a fact that's not been done before. And I'm sitting on art at home that's pretty pretty revealing, right? Like, this is not where you take your kids, right? That stuff's fun to draw, right? Body parts and things. This is great, but it's one of those things like, okay, somebody's going to have their opinion about this now. But when you become more daring or you attempt to or you're, you're just trying to – I'm not really trying to, like, push any boundaries, I guess. I – I just want to paint what I know and, and have fun doing it. And if it happens to be this or that, then hopefully there's a, a nook or cranny this can hang there. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's that's the whole point is, like, there should be more options. And I think with all of us getting together, and I'd like to think I'm I'm in the bucket, but I'd like to think I'm a good solid size drop in the bucket trying to make this where it's – because for me it is, but I want to make it a, like this is a lifestyle or this is – something that is no longer just so taboo and and I don't want oversaturation. I don't even know what that is. Again, I I don't know what that would even be. Um maybe like if my logo was like right next to the Super Bowl logo or something that would be like <laughs> pretty wild to deal with, but cuz cuz what that what that will do is is somebody now wants me to do something here. I can do a mural and it's this big week long, two week long project and, and then I get, check my emails and somebody wants their cat painted. Like, how wonderful, right? Like, you do these big things and somebody says, can you paint my house? Or, you know, just something so trivial, just so small. Not not like it's not worth it. That person wants your work. They just, they have th- what they want of you to do. Uh, that actually just happened recently. It's like, no big deal. But but I'm just saying that that's the, that's what happens when you stay here, you know, and, and don't disappear with the 100,000 artists on in New York like, like I was encouraged to do or go to California. Cause all guess what they're doing? They're coming over here. Guess what they're doing in Asheville? They're coming over here. I see it. I know it. I know for a fact they're coming here. And they and it, it's all of it is because of uh, it's almost like the Wild West. It was like these untamed lands. It's it's art here is in this area. I include this area and, and of course where I'm from in John City in Tennessee. It's this unsettled thing. You can kind of like it. You know that's where you you you. I've heard I've heard artists from out of town. The out of towners I call them. Right. They are like. Not bad. There's some murals popping up, and it's it's welcoming. I'd argue that committees and places are catching up now with us. I I believe that now. I, I'll even say they're catching up with me. I'll say that. I'll put my myself in the line of fire, I guess. But it's not opposed. I'm just saying, like now with all the art stuff I've got going on, it's it's I'm now making, which is happening sort of organically as I think about of it now. But I'm sort of, I'm sort of making like my gallery path which is kind of all I wanted. So where can people find your uh, artwork? Um, let's see. Um, I've got so much stuff going on right now. Oh, um, I'm actually going to be included in the Sammy Nicely Gallery, uh, the Sammy Nicely Collection at the Reese Museum. I've actually wow. got a painting I'm going to show tomorrow. Or, no, today. Today I'm going <laughs> to see. It's always something. Um, no, I've, I've got um, – what do I have going on? Uh, I've got to speak or and or display my work at Bristol Motor Speedway. I think it's – Leadership Tennessee is involved with that. That's September 25th. 
Um, some, uh, I'm going to be in many, many worlds. That's that's Brian Surway. Um, it's a eight by eight only. I think hundred dollars or less show. I'm going to be in that. I think that is the thirtieth of this month. Um, I thought there was something else. Uh, tomorrow I'll be in. Um, I'm going to do conversations that matter, where you can hear more extensive, exhausting babbling from me uh, about probably probably art and race and everything in between. Um, gosh, uh, Bristol and Bloom on the eighth of October. Another mural at some point between now and when I go home. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. There's something else. But, no, you can find me on Art by Jason Flack at Instagram. Website coming soon. Um, and pretty much if you just look around in John City, you'll see me, really. Not hard to find. Thank you so much for coming on our show, uh, Jason. I really appreciate it. I think this was really uh, insightful, and I, I learned a lot today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, you've been listening to WEHC 90.7. This is Art Speaks, a production of the William King Museum of Art. I'm your host, Charlotte Torrance. Uh, tune in next week. We come on at, on Thursdays at 1 p.m., and you can find our podcast on any podcast platform. Thank you.